0: internet. Well, so we got a short time for me this evening, but I made you the promise. We're going to go daily and we are going to go daily. The perfect shall not be the enemy of the good. So if I fail, I'll keep going. I'm thinking 40 days or I'm thinking until Easter. I'm not exactly sure, but it's going to be a chance just to be here with, oh, I don't know, the world in crisis and, uh and, you know, a platform for conversation as what? Christians? Yeah. Lutherans? Uh, all of the above? Maybe not. How do you stand where you are? I kind of shout out the world today for the most part in In my, like, mindset, uh, I stayed home, because that's what we were asked to do, and I spent a lot of time cleaning. (laughs) Uh, We cleaned and we cleaned and we cleaned, uh, trying to just make the best use of the time, enjoy the time as a family, all that kind of thing. So I have not followed the news today. I checked Google this morning, uh, maybe around 11 a.m., looking for any new news and I didn't find much there at that point. Uh, the amount that had been shared, you know, worldwide by 2:42 a.m. or whatever, n- not nothing big had happened since then. It didn't seem anything too exciting. <clears throat> but maybe since then, since I haven't paid attention to the noise room for a while, uh, maybe the whole world blew up and I just didn't even notice it happening. So if you know something, love to hear what you think this evening in the comments. Uh, again, I'm only be here for about half an hour tonight. We got some some special what, what celebratory end of the world as we know it, and we will find pizza planned for this evening. This is a carnivore-style pizza, by and large, uh, for what that's worth. Can you do that? Well, not really. I guess it's paleo at the end of the day. But uh, we got that planned, so I want to spend some time uh, with the family doing that. We're going to play some video games because I promised them that today, and then we I, we just been cleaning and cleaning and cleaning. So what's going on? I mean, did, did the world blow up? Uh, is everything just the same? Is there more shutdowns? How we... And at state borders, is there martial law? I I, I wouldn't know because I'm not paying attention. And part of me is like, I don't know. Do I even want you to tell me? I have to be here talking to you, so I don't want to give misinformation. But again, from where I'm sitting, what a glorious day. What a gift. A gift to know that I live in a world where the government can protect me in a time of this, not so much by doing everything right, but by I live in a gov- under a government where I'm comfortable enough To literally not look out the windows for the most part, right? Not look down the street, not check the news, not find out what's going on. And I never worried about my house being attacked or thieves breaking in or some sort of riot taking place. So I'm really thankful to live in a country where this kind of thing can happen around us, at least so far as I'm seeing it right here, and it's not going nuts. But then again, since I'm not getting the news from every corner of every corner of every corner everywhere, well, maybe it is going nuts in like five places. And so we should think the world's falling apart because there's more nuts than I saw in my neighborhood this year. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? No comments so far. Seven likes. I appreciate it. And I know I'm coming on a little bit early with the uh, the party time with the family plan for this evening. Um, here's another thing I found very fascinating. I've made an effort, uh, last night at least, you know, and I will continue to make the effort, to say that there are different ways to manage what we see happening publicly as organizations and as groups of people I'm sure you've noticed there are the very clever and I think I think very wise uh, restaurant industry pivots being made right now uh i got what was the one today that was it was kind of look i can't remember but basically they said we deliver <laughs> uh we deliver uh, they're they're learning how to turn this for the good and for the sake of the economy this is actually a really beneficial thing too we don't want our economy to shut down entirely that's going to hurt all of us right so it's not just about the money so much is it's about the food and how it keeps going so we want companies to innovate we want people to work when they can as they can uh, and i'm thankful that we live in a country that again is is striving to take that approach, right? Um, uh, I, I'm grateful for these things, uh, and in that way, I'm thankful for this entire time. Uh, what's happening here is making me reassess how I look at, uh, what my, um my place in the universe, right? Carl Sagan's pale blue dot kind of moment thing, right? I am but a man and a virus takes us all, right? That kind, that kind of thing. And and as part of your, what, midlife crisis, 41, I'm going to be 42 if I live through this whole thing, right? Yeah, I, I, you, this this is a time in life where you really have to kind of step and say, I know I can't be everything I ever wanted to be. Who am I going to be? What am I going to be? And when you face that moment with a crisis, uh, I, I call that, well, it's a good kind of gut check, right? I don't know. You ever play sports against somebody who, like, you really liked them, but then when you played against each other, there was no quarter, right? It's kind of like that. And since as Christians, that kind of is this life, right? We're not friends with the world, but we've made, been made friends with God again, which means that the world can't really harm us, yeah? So when you have a moment that the world's going to say, well, here we go, let's show you what the Bible says, right? Um, I'm, I'm calling that refreshing. Uh, as terrifying as it has been. And in the household here, we definitely have had to wrestle with uh, bouts of fear. Whether it's from children, whether it's from parents. Uh, one of us will get flooded effectively emotionally because of something. A good example is I went shopping yesterday. I mentioned this last night. But when I came home, I was on like a more alarmed state than the rest of the family. It was very jarring to everybody. It took us a while to figure that out. And we talked about it again today and, like, and dealt with that. But there's other things that have caused that issue for, for other people at various times. Uh, various child will get really emotional about it, right? Or about something connected to it. And uh, and you gotta deal with that. But but even these things are such blessings to us to have conversations about real life in which the faith really does come to bear. Yeah. So I, I mentioned again a moment ago the respect for the brothers out there and the various attempts that churches across the board are are doing to handle the crisis legally with due reverence to the government uh, as respectfully as possible and within the bounds of faith and, and keeping the faith. Um, what I was not expecting quite so quickly was to be attacked uh, for what I was going to do with uh, the parish that I serve uh, under the conversation and, and understanding and, and with the support of the elders, So we published our thing today and and one of our members put it up on Facebook and uh, it didn't take long for for us to be attacked for valuing what we value and wanting to do our best to care for all neighbors equally. And with the knowledge that we have from CDC, World Health Organization, our governments, so far as we can find one message in the mix of all of that, we're going to do everything we can uh, to stop, well, not stop, to, to follow procedure. And yet, and yet, because we dare make contact with our members on Sunday, wow, do we get do we get scoriated? You know, uh, and what do, what do you know? What do you know? Is it is it? Um, and I don't want to I don't want to call this out publicly. And I, I mean, whatever. But like, really, my point is like, shouldn't we, at a time like this, maybe not attack people on Facebook, even if we you really don't like them, right? You hate them. Just calm down. We all need to calm down. If you're upset about what someone else is doing, the best thing you can do is nothing. Like, back off right now. Right? Social social arguments and things like that, like, like just, you know, or call the local authorities if they're really breaking the law. But if they're not really breaking the law, calm down. <laughs> you know, and and maybe, maybe recognize some respect for the First Amendment, which includes both freedom to assemble and freedom of religion, if I'm not mistaken, right? Am I right, or is what did I did I mix up my amendments one and two? I'm pretty sure freedom of assembly and freedom of religion are allowed. And so, what if postulate, postulate, if there is a bonafide religion that believes that if it does not gather on a certain day every single week, it goes to hell? I don't know, Seventh-day Adventism, technically. Technically, Judaism, kind of technically, right? Um. Although Judaism is kind of a mixed thing at this point because of its, you know, orthodoxy versus reform, ta- tabernacle temple, all that kind of stuff, right? But, but like, they have a day and, like, Seventh-day Adventists, I mean, they're not allowed to miss it. It's just the law, right? So, like, aren't they allowed to get together even though it might, like, really ruin their community and, and they'd be disease-ridden and all this? It may be, right? Um, why is that our job to police as neighbors, Right. It should be the job of the police to police that, I think. But but as neighbors, do we really need a neighborhood watch on Facebook over who happened to pray together in a small group this week? Is that what we're going to go for? Big brother, here we go, right? I mean, I don't get it. Why? Why? Why not, if you see a, a completely – what if we – let's, let's imagine some Martian religion where they have to eat the same, I don't know, um, polka dot uh, cupcake together. Otherwise, they all explode like Kevin Hart in Dumanji, uh, right? And so they have to get together. Like, like, do we stop them if that's their religion? Even even if it's wrong, right? It's obviously they're not going to explode, but but they believe that. Like, where is that something that we on Facebook are supposed to stop? Or am I wrong about that? Shouldn't we support the congregation's decisions, whatever they might be, recognizing this is a time of crisis and we're going to make mistakes? And we're going to do our best. And we're all trying really hard. And nobody really wants to mess this up by and large. Although most of us are acting incredibly selfishly. I mean, so at the very least, some patience with everybody, right? That's, that's my thing and the thing I wasn't expecting. So I, I literally didn't check the news today, right? Because I thought one day, one day, just wait, it'll be fine. The world won't blow up one day. And the only thing I heard was condemnation of my congregation's desire to provide for our members in a safe, planned, careful way. I found that a fascinating welcome back to the internet after 24 hours, Jonathan Fisk. (laughs) And I was back on the internet and then I did make the post that they got shared that caused the problem, but I wasn't really because I wasn't on the internet. I wasn't looking. I was putting out. Yeah. I got some comments. I want to share them because I have nothing planned. Brian, he says, my Lenten social media fast has been a blessing. Amen. And I can't, oh my goodness, I can't tell you enough. I did spend... 35 minutes, too much on email today, but I figured crisis, I better pay attention a little bit. Uh, uh, Ardith says, county where our church is may issue shelter in place orders soon. Wow, yeah. So that was, I heard about that. Is that, um, New York was talking about this a little bit, right? Where did I see that news? Uh, Not sure what you will, uh, that will mean for services right now. We're signed up to commune family by family on Sunday with Ardith. So that's our plan here, is family by family with ushered parking lot. Uh, six foot rule, everything, you know, never more than ten people in the building. The building's huge for ten people, six foot, all that. So, exactly what we're planning. Um, Shelter in place, uh, the the thing I saw about that is it's a weird use of terminology from a different context. Um, And I will say this, too. I have said, and I'll say again, okay, the moment that the government says, stay off the roads, um, I will will willingly cede one Sunday to them. Um, But third commandment. I'm no Seventh-day Adventist, but I'm pretty confident that we should obey God rather than men at this point. You know, I guess the fear of death is a real thing for all of us, but that's kind of what the religion's about too. So I, I don't know, but um, I'll certainly obey initially. I'm just not going to grant them the right to remove Sundays forever because I don't know and I don't trust. Not, no, 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 <laughs> no. Not the sinful world running the world. No, no, no. Uh, Marcia says, listen to the present update and fear overwhelm me, then I of your psalm and sung it sung of god himself before me good good hymn i have your psalm though uh god help me with that one uh fear left amen the word builds up the world tears down it's just the way it is i mean the, the word has all sorts of condemnation condemnation yeah uh, condemning things dangerous things scary things but at the end of the day when you understand what it means it's, it's 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 encouraging. It is n slash courageifying, right? It builds the courage, and where you find the places that your imagination, your heart, your mind come together with regard to a hymn or a psalm or how the teaching unites, or how you know Jesus is King right now, right? That leaves you not wallowing in the muck with those who have no. Hope, and that's the thing when when you go online and start attacking other churches for what they did, even if you think it was wrong. If I thought it was wrong to not meet, that doesn't mean I go on your website and tell you you're wrong for meeting, right? Like like if I did that, right? Um, what what kind of what kind of what kind of building up are we doing then? We're not building up at all. So where I'm at is that whatever you out there. And your, your pastor, your congregation, whatever you decide in this time of crisis to do, barring putting a golden cow on the altar, dancing around it and sleeping with each other, I'm pretty much okay with. But I'd kind of like you to be okay with us trying to be church as best we can where we are too. You know, it's a big planet. A lot of differences. And and, and for some of us Christians, the Lord's Supper is everything. It's... It, it's more than everything. So try not to condemn us too fast for trying to practice our religion faithfully. If you can, if you don't mind, I mean, it'd be it'd be it'd be nice to um, be Christians together on that one. You know, our pastor canceled in service. We did that as well. Uh, sending his sermon up an email. They all sanitized their hands before coming on Sunday as well. It was appropriate, I think. Yeah, washing hands will be a big part of our practices. We're gonna use uh, gloves as well uh, we, we have it's going to be so safe it'll be ridiculous you'll be more in danger driving on the freeway than you're going to be where we are um i was gonna say uh yeah sermons and stuff like that yeah yeah different churches going to do different things i said this last night and in in the email that i promoted uh for, for my congregation we're pointing people to village lutheran ladue for sunday service streaming because they're going to be able to do that um there's so many advantages we have at a time like this imagine this going on without the internet, for Pete's sake. You know, it's, wow. Uh, you wouldn't even know it was here yet, honestly. Uh, y- you would be maybe hearing about it in a newspaper in New York and you have no idea what's going on. I mean, we are, we are so able to be blessed through this, right? Um, so y- you can get more word of God out of the next three weeks of your life because of this and the church closures <laughs> uh, uh, than otherwise because there's more stuff going up right now. Guys who don't always put stuff online are putting stuff online. You can fill yourself up with the best of it. So make use of this, right? Don't let this crisis go to waste on your faith. You know, that's a saying for... for it's for, it's for politicians, and both sides say it, left and right, and then they accuse the other side of being the only ones who do it. But it's true. I don't know that it's good, but it's true, and I'm going to spin it here in a way that it is good. Never let a good crisis go to waste. What they mean is, further your agenda while the people aren't watching and are running in terror and don't give you the power to do it. That's what they mean. But what I mean by that is not that. Don't let the crisis go to waste on your faith means, further the agenda of believing what the Bible says when you're scared enough to take it seriously. Blink, blink, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's all a gift. Up and down. Uh, Allison says I'm in charge of our Lutheran school's Facebook page, and I've been uploading Bible verses, mostly Psalms, hymns, daily there's some positive. That's right, right. There's gonna be a flurry of this. You're gonna receive it. You're gonna give it. This is a this is a good thing, right? All I'm saying is I'm not saying don't call it heresy. All I'm saying is like. Different congregations are going to make different decisions about how to handle it. They're going to prioritize different things. What they prioritize will tell you what they prioritize. But let's just refrain from attacking for the moment. Maybe we can discuss it when it all is making more sense and we really know what's going on. I mean, I am not a denier in any way, shape, or form, but they're out there. Have you heard their arguments? I haven't. So I'm not ready yet to like... Decide to stop receiving my lord's testimony. <laughs> Call me crazy. Uh, Sarah, today is hard for me. Tomorrow is the 10-year anniversary of losing my brother to... Oh, H1N1. Yeah, Sarah. Gee. Uh, it's hard not to relive that experience, I can imagine. My mind keeps going there trying to overcome that. Yeah. Yeah, because it did. It did. H1N1 did kill people. Uh, swine flu? Is that the same one? There was another one. Bird flu? There's another one. It did kill people. The flu! 20,000 a year It's what I've been hearing. Someone correct me if that's not right. 20,000 a year to the flu. We live on planet Earth where moth and rust destroy and thief break in and steal. We work the ground filled with anxious toil, thinking to extend our days by gathering up more daily bread than we could possibly ever eat. And all we do is sweat more and die. And then we fight with each other along the way. It's a marvelous thing, this business which God has given to the children of man, to the sons of Adam and his wives, his sisters and daughters. A marvelous business of gathering and losing, and gathering and losing, and gathering and losing, only to have it gathered and lost again by someone who is not you. Nor your son. For the rich man does not know what kind of fool his son will be. Nothing's more of to a father than a fool as a son. this It's all Solomon and Proverbs and Ecclesiastes mash mongled together there, but it's so true, is it not? It's so true. This place is filled with thorns and thistles. And then we die. And the pain, the pain, the mourning, the... The grief, agony, fear, and anger mixed denial flying in, the whirling of the emotion. When the emotion is so much more than the mind and the spirit, it's the whole body. It goes to your fingers and your toes and your knees and your hands of your your brow. Right, you can feel it everywhere. And when that is when that is grief, it is deep. It is deep, and there is no reprieve from that, not emotionally, but um the mercy of the Lord never ceases. Even when you're not feeling it. And this is the beauty of the anti-mystical gospel of Jesus Christ. That is not about you experiencing him, but about you hearing him and his words being true even without the experience to prove it. For an evil and adulterous sign, excuse me, an evil, and adulter- <laughs> an evil and adulterous generation asks for signs, wonders, experiences, things to prove what need not be proven but should be just known. And faith, faith hears what is said, right? So the grief is real. That is not something to expect to ever flee from you. And the, the goal is just to know that while it feels like crap, um, Jesus is winning anyway. And you're on his side, whether you can pep yourself up or not. <laughs> He's still got you. Uh, uh, so, amen. Amen. Uh, Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved. Those who go out sowing with tears shall reap with shouts of joy. It was just a few days ago. I wrote that one down. So I should memorize that one because I think it's going to be useful somewhere. <laughs> Those who go out sowing with tears shall reap with shouts of joy. Let that one sit on you as a magic spell for a little while. Ponder it. It's good stuff. Um, Let's see. I think I heard a door open, which meant somebody around here thinks we should be starting our pizza journey pretty soon. But I feel like I had one more thing I want to talk about. I have to ponder it for a moment to see if I can remember what it was. Mm-hmm. Anything else from you? Y'all y'all burst in and then slow down. Um, so I already read Allison's there. That's just a repeat. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, Billy Bob Joe Jr. There we go. I like your name, Billy Bob Joe Jr. Uh, my church did Lenten service, Lent service by YouTube. Links to hymn, hymns. I'm not reading well, am I? Links to hymns liturgy with a bulletin sent by email. Oh, that's a lot of work. God, good for him. Um, pastor recorded his sermon and posted it online as well. Wow, yeah. Again, the proliferation of options is marvelous. And I think you should make use of more than just your own congregations. I think other congregations should make use of each other's stuff because why not? Why reinvent the wheel? That is just, well, spending time doing what's already been done for you rather than what could also be done that hasn't been done yet for your neighbor. Yeah. So I hope in that we're checking in today. What was this? How, how long are we on, actually on here? 22 minutes. I can give you 10 more minutes. Whether or not the pizza ready. It can't be ready. That would be so disappointing to have cold pizza. Oh, for pity's sakes! I'm so addicted to Ricola. I, 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 I have a bag of them. When they're gone, I'm gonna try not to eat them anymore. But there's gotta be an addictive, an addictive, ugh, an addictive chemical in these things. It's ridiculous. I mean, it is made from a leaf—coca leaf in the south, Ricola in Sweden. I don't know. I don't know, but I can't stop eating those things. Oh my goodness, Jason. And sorry, I'll try to keep the. the oh. Ah, I lost it. Oh, try to keep that out of there as best I can. Jason says, Glad you got a mystery plan together in all of this. I'm struggling to figure this all out. Well, yeah, because there wasn't a class on worldwide crises and how to respond to local parish pasture in your small town <laughs> uh, at the SEM, right? There's no such thing. There, I remember a guy you tried. Anybody out there remember Uve Simonetto? I think he's still around somewhere. Maybe connected to 1517. I don't know. And he taught at St. Louis for like a semester or something. And it was while I was there, but I didn't get to take the class. And it was an elective, and only fourth years really got to take electives. And from what I understood, the class had an assignment where he like gave them an unexpected crisis, like a massive earthquake that like knocks California off the planet or something, right? And you're like right on the edge of it. And your assignment was to come up with like the first three weeks ministry plan for that event. And I thought, well, that's a good idea. Why don't they teach that in all the classes? <laughs> and then I never thought about it again until like three days ago. <laughs> there is no class on this. So Just trying to figure out how to do it. Yeah, you, and you got that's where you got to put your priorities first and ask yourself, what do I actually believe I'm doing out here, right? What is this thing about? And uh, that's where for my bones here, uh, as, as nice as hymns are, and they're really valuable, and... Uh, As good as my preaching is, and it is exquisite, um, (laughs) the Lord's Supper is kind of the thing I need. Um, And come on, tongue in cheek with the former, so don't go serious on me and wail. But with the latter completely serious here, I don't know how to be a Christian without the Lord's Supper. I just wrote a book about it. And that's where we're going to be tested on this is, is there a way to provide that? while meeting all the demands of the world that worships this age and says only life in this age matters. And I'm not going to call out anybody. This isn't calling out anybody. I'm just saying, I'm just not ready to stop meeting on that and in that way yet. Uh, I don't see why we have to, if there's a way to do it with the government, um, fully approving of it. I mean, going as far as anyone has claimed we need to go. And, uh, I, I don't see the problem. So Um, But yeah, but Jason, yeah, trying to figure it out as you go, uh, grab your priority, right? What's your priority? What is church to you? Make sure you find a way to get that somehow, some way. And yeah, is the Lord's Supper necessary every week? No, it's not. Uh, uh, Luther says, although this is just Luther saying it, it doesn't really mean that much, but I know it's impacted. Whoa, it's impacted a lot of practice in the last 300 years or so, 500 years, uh, that you need it at least quarterly or you're not a Christian. But I think he was being hyperbolic and really pointing out that like, if you don't want it, regularly, then you're missing out on Christianity, right? And so the point was not, well, every three months you better do it, or uh, only every three months. Uh, his point was instead uh, that you can't really live without this thing. And so for me, that's what I don't want to lose for my family, for my congregation, because that's what I believe I've been sent to do. Uh, that Article 4, 5, 6 of the Oxford Confession all are really one main idea, and that idea is driven by the belief that articles seven and eight are built on nine, ten, and eleven, and if you take those away, you got nothing. You take the heartbeat out, the body dies. So um, that's what I'm. I'm going to continue to to make my decisions based upon that conviction. All right? That's not a. That's not my opinion. That's my conviction according to the Word of God. Now I could be a false teacher and wrong about that, but then all Lutherans are technically. So so um, I'm just trying to let my my theology lead my um, anthropology. I don't know, my doxology, uh, my actionology. Uh, it's all you can do, right? And that's where our, our, our education, those of us who went to the SEM, I think really shines uh, is that we had the opportunity to learn how to know God in the sure and certain things of scriptural revelation. And whether we were always able to organify that uh, that is to put it into practice, uh, or whether we stumbled over radicalism too often or its reaction in, an, in a knee-jerk um, uh, repristinationism, uh, all the same, we have the tools to engage this present and make the call in the, in the game, right? Make the audible calls and go. Uh, what we don't have, sadly, is a structure that facilitates quick and efficient leadership responses, uh, we do not have a structure that enables us to bind together and have recommended or even conversations about possibilities. Right? How many churches and pastors are making a decision based upon panic shopping, based upon, oh, well, someone else did it, we should do it, and not stopping to ask, what are the first principles? What are the things that we can't give up? So again, when I get excoriated uh, uh, online, for doing that, for for leading a group of men in a congregation to do that, it bothers me a little bit because um, I believe we we really want to not re- uh, uh, reject people for doing that. Period. Whatever their outcome might be, right? That's the glory of this country, I think. And um, in theory, it's the glory of the confessions if you're within the the biblical Lutheran place. But I, anyway, anyway, you know the 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 shared confession, but. Um, Anyway, I, I'm sorry. I keep dovetailing back to that. I don't really want to. Uh, thank you, my monster. Appreciate that and, and all. Allison says, uh, CPH has also brought free online devotional resources on their website. Yeah, there's all sorts of cool stuff coming out. Like, ComEd was giving away, like, money to pay for electricity today in an email. It's like, well, that's great. I mean, you have to go apply for it and, all, and whatever. But, um, cool. Like, I don't think the planet wants to die. I don't think everyone wants civilization to crash. And so while we're all being selfish on like really narrow levels, you might just see some of these big corporations not wanting to stop being big corporations and trying to find ways to help us get through this thing. Um, That'd be great. You know, crises can bring out the best in people as well, often do at the end of the day. So um, the key, I think, for yourself and your family is to like use it to to not just get better for a moment, right? Uh, But to kind of harness some real change, you're having enough of a break in your reality and your patterns that you can think, you can be introspective, you you can consider your path and your life a little more accurately right now. There's some objectivity that's being just given to us by virtue of what's happening around us. Make use of that. No, self-assess. Look at the next 10 years and the last 10 years of life and ask yourself, is this my religion? Is this my desire? Is this my, my, my will and my hunger to serve and to be who God created me to be and my family would have me be in the legacy and the duty and all, all that stuff? Like, just reassess it just a tad because you have more clear sight right now because of all the crazy. Because you're going to see the things that matter because they're going to be the things that are close. Somebody complaining on Facebook, I mean, they're so far away it don't matter. Maybe, I mean, maybe they're in town. I don't know. It, it just doesn't matter, though. And you should uh, be sure to have your YouTube notifications on for tomorrow night um, and come back for the show, but you might want to just check out of the internet for a while. Just my half suggestion. Take a little time. Do something non-digital. All that kind of stuff. Did we get there? We got the 30 minutes. We're going to try 40 days again, or at least until Easter Every single day, uh, tomorrow... Uh-oh, well, I appreciate that, Sarah. Thank you very much. Um, and maybe we can panic super chance. <laughs> um, what I had, it kind of wanted to do tonight was do the Lenten service a little bit, but I think I'm going to leave it for tomorrow night. And I'm going to do this... Um, uh, and I'm going to do another really short one right now that I'm going to pin to my congregation's YouTube channel so they know that as well. But tomorrow night, we're going to do for this in this format... Uh, effectively a study, preaching study, of the text that was going to be dealt with tonight at my Lenten service uh, at uh, at St. Paul Rockford. And uh, that text is, I believe, oh crud. It's either Bar- <laughs> yeah, you would think I would have studied it, but since I knew there was no service, I kind of didn't. Uh, um, And the ordering with the Old Testament lectionary, his judges, it's awesome. It's not Ehud, I know that. It might be Barak and Deborah. It might be, no, it's, it's leading up to Ruth. It's not Ehud. It's somewhere in there. Who's in the middle of all that stuff? Mm, Gideon. It's going to be Gideon. Yeah. So tomorrow night, we'll, we'll check back in. We'll do some time with uh, the, the joyful crazy of Gideon's life. Is it Gideon? For pity's sakes. Don't hold me to it. We'll get it right tomorrow night. We're going to do some Lenten service style preaching and then maybe follow up with comments and news after that. Meanwhile, my friends, you know, not so well in the muck. You know how not to wallow in the muck. So I feel silly telling you not to wallow in the muck. But I know that everyone else right there out there is saying, hey, wallow in the muck, wallow in the muck. So I'm going to say it one more time with my cough drop in mouth. And I'm going to go get my pizza and have a great night playing salt and sanctuary with my kids. Ha. Likewise, I encourage you not to wallow in the muck with those who have no hope because he has risen just as he said. Rock on.